Girls get really mad. They throw things. You're not comfortable with it, and that's okay. I deem you immoral. There's no room for judgment. It's not optional. This is uh, destroying my relationships, my job, you know, everything. All right, so we got a bunch of stuff on the list right here. Um, so this has been a big thing recently. I'm going to pop open this Reddit and um, see what your opinion is. So I'm just going to read it, and then you can... All right, so it's the title here. Um, I'll pop it up on the screen. Creators that sexualize breastfeeding on Insta. I'm disappointed that this is even a thing. Content creators exploiting breastfeeding infants by using realistic-looking baby dolls, sometimes even real babies, to show nipples on sites that don't allow nudity. I commented on a recent video I saw in horror, and the creator messaged me. This was her response. Okay, so this is the breastfeeding girl's response. Firstly, I've had loads of creators message me and praise me for it. Also, people are completely overreacting. It's not a real baby, and it's simply a prop used to expose the ins used to expose the Instagram loophole. Lastly, in the week that I've started posting these videos, my OnlyFans earnings have gone up to $60,000 per month, so clearly not everyone agrees with you. And then she says, the fucking nerve of these weirdos. So before I go to the comments, what, what do you think about that? What do I think about this girl making that type of content or this post? Just whatever. I think that the breastfeeding content, I personally wouldn't do it. Um, but I'm like a rule follower. Like, I'm always afraid to, like, have my accounts taken down. So I would never do that just because. But... um. I think this is a smart business move, if I'm being honest. And then in regards to it being disgusting or whatever, um, everything is disgusting to someone, you know? Yeah, my thing is um, it's, it's <laughs> interestingly ironic and hypocritical to... to for an OnlyFans creator to be mad about this. Um, because, like, okay, if, if anybody who's doing OnlyFans, when they post any type of content on social media, at some point in time, they're going to get a lot of hate from Christian conservatives, Red Pill, all that stuff. Because those people, at least the way that they see it, is there's a certain moral boundary that's been crossed. That's only true to them. Yet this OnlyFans creator has created some imaginary moral boundary that's only true to her, and then coming here and saying, I determine what is moral and what's not, and I deem you immoral because I said so. Yeah, I just... There's no room for judgment here, in my opinion. Like, we're kind of in a space where you have to be creative. Like, that's part of our job. 
and um, it is hard to get eyes on you. And as long as you're not hurting anyone or, you know. Yeah, what this girl is doing, okay, it's going to be seen as weird and gross to some, just like what other creators do is weird and gross to conservatives and red pill and all of them. Everyone has their own imaginary boundary. So it's interesting that she's coming in acting like some red pill person and, you know, drawing her own moral boundary and saying anybody who crosses this line is a bad person. Well, and like my thing is like, I know that it's hard out there too. And I get jealous sometimes when I see other people doing, I don't know, jealous is the word, envious of the traffic that some girls are getting. But it's just like, instead of spending that time kind of ruminating on it, put that energy toward continuing to market yourself, you know, and maybe just don't look at that. Don't worry about other people. Well, that's the biggest thing. Like what she's doing has, what she's doing has nothing to do with you. <laughs> like what, like you can just continue to exist in your own life. That's my thing. And do I whatever you're doing and I what she it, does has nothing to do with that. I saw it and I was like, oh, looked at it. And then I looked at how much traffic she was getting and I was like, dang, kept scrolling. That's the end. That's, I paid it about three seconds of attention until we pulled this article. There's 72 comments on this yes. um, thread well, that's, also. Well, that's why it's interesting because there's a lot of people that seem to be upset about this, and most of them are actually agreeing with her, saying, oh, that is so weird. Well, yeah, you know, we got to report these people. It's disgusting. Instagram said it was fine. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that that is the loopholes that if you're – breastfeeding they technically can't say that it's <laughs> you know soliciting guys to only fans but but you know if instagram doesn't have a problem with it why do you have such a problem with it like why are people going so out of their way to care about this that's what's kind of weird to me i don't know it's just because i think it, it just goes back to like people just feel ripped off because they feel like they're working and doing all this stuff and not getting traffic. And then they see someone else doing that and getting a lot of traffic. And then they feel like this isn't fair, you know, whatever. But it's like, nobody's preventing you from doing the same thing. Well, and it's like what your boundaries are. You're not comfortable with it and that's okay. But like, she's okay with it. It's just like any other type of you know, some people do yoga in thongs. I wouldn't be comfortable doing that, so I don't. But, like, some people are, and then it gets some traffic. I don't know. I could put a thong on and do downward dog right now. <laughs> I yeah, know. I just, I thought this one was interesting because anybody who's doing OnlyFans gets a ton of hate from judgmental assholes. But look what exactly what they're doing. They're just doing the exact same thing. So I thought the the hypocrisy was pretty interesting on that. Well, and I'm sure they're going to eat us alive for, you know, not just completely hating on it. But yeah, and she's exploiting a loophole because she's willing to take the risk. And anybody can do the same if they're willing to accept those same terms. So it's. Yeah, you know. for sure.
All right, so the next thing we got here, oh, this is, yeah, so this is the one that you found. Yeah, so you can read yeah, this Yeah, so one. this um, thread is in regards to attributing your self-worth to income. This creator is saying, I'm sure I'm not the only one who does this. It's easily done in our industry. I've been in sex work for a long time. I had a two-year break in 2021, returned a year ago which was like essentially starting from scratch again. When I first came back was fine for about eight months. Then slowly over the last three, four months, it's been affecting my self-confidence. If others are earning more than me, I feel like there's something wrong with me. If I have a slow month, I feel like there's something wrong with me. It's not even about looks. I know that I'm attractive. It's not a case of I don't look good enough or um, I guess it's a personality thing. I'm really pissing myself off and I want to stop attributing my earnings to my self-worth. I want to stop seeing others' earnings and feeling bad about feeling shit about my own content. It's holding me back and ruining my income and my mood. Does anyone have any advice? So I chose this one because I agree with her 100%. This is really something like a little trap that is really easy to fall into. I am guilty of it myself, especially when you've had really good months, you know, when you've been like at the top of your game before and then you hit like kind of a, a slow period. Um, it definitely can feel like a punch to the gut sometimes. But there's someone in this uh, in the comments that made a really amazing suggestion um, and she was basically just saying like what she does because she does this falls into this pattern also is that she kind of found what she needed to do, like what boxes she needed to tick to hit the income that is like good enough for her or, you know, that she's happy with. She ticks the boxes and then she, you know, calls it a day or whatever, a week, month, however she closes her month out, but her time out, but um, I thought that that was a really good suggestion because in that case, if you're ticking all your boxes, if you're meeting your quota, then, you know, you should feel great about yourself. And sometimes the content's going to hit and sometimes it's not like, that's just the nature of the business. You're going to, you know, you're going to try things and it's not always going to work. Um, yeah. If you imagine it, like you've got a, you've got a a bowl of marbles. You know that little like game at the arcade where it you put the coin in and it like drops all the marbles down and then they land in the little jackpot like maybe one of them lands in the jackpot. Mm -hmm. That's really the the entire game. All you're doing is is checking the boxes to make sure you get all the marbles into the top of the little funnel and then you pull the lever and maybe one of them hits, maybe a few of them hit or maybe none of them hit. But you can't tie your self-worth to thing to you know a result that's completely out of your control. Some sometimes you know you're gonna post what you're gonna post. Sometimes the platforms will launch it out there, it will go viral, and sometimes it'll do one, two, or maybe none. But that's completely out of your control most of the time. Um, but what's in your control is creating the con uh, creating the content consistently, making sure you have X amount of videos you know, that are ready to go on X amount of days 
And as long as you tick those boxes to do the work, then the luck factor should not be tied to your self-worth. The other side of the coin for this, I would say, is making sure that you're taking care of your mental health um, and like just keeping a good relationship with yourself. I mean, I've struggled with depression my whole life pretty much, but I've had to really prioritize taking care of my mental health um, over the last couple of years. It started actually before I started OnlyFans during COVID, I would say. Um, just cause that was fucking nuts, but you know, with all the, it's our job to be seen as creators and with that comes judgment from other people and just being like strong enough in your self to know that like negative comments, you know, in one ear out the other, um, yeah, don't tie your value to yourself or your self-worth to your income yeah so this person commented basically i think this is the one you were talking about um but kind of like what i was just saying so part of the challenge of this industry it's very easy to get your sense of self-worth tied up in the results of the work one of the tools i use is to help manage this is my success metrics the tasks the tasks done rather than cash made yes. i know what the minimum work i need to do is to earn money i need to um, I need to live release X number of sets per week, send Y direct messages to customers, have Z prime hours where I'm available for phone chat. I also have tasks that objectively use my data uh, to determine what is and isn't working and give myself the grace to know some things I try won't work. Money is a variable, task or not. And like I... I just got done telling my son this the other day, but controlling the controllables. Yeah. You can't, obviously, if we could control how much money was coming into our accounts, that would change everything, but we can't. And so what we can control is, you know, our efforts put in, our mental health and taking care of ourselves and, you know, accepting you know, being happy with your efforts. And if you're not, then you can control that part. Put in, you know, put in some more. Okay. So, th yeah, this was another one um, that you found, but this actually comes up quite a bit. I've seen recently um, or, or th things that are related to this question, but basically, so the, the title is I'm being, um, is being an influencer the only way to be successful on OnlyFans? I started my page a little over a month ago and started just promoting on Reddit. Then TikTok, IG, Twitter. Oh, then TikTok, IG, and Twitter as well. Most of the advice about promoting is that going viral on IG Reels is the best way to get uh, subs, but that has not been the case for me. I'm probably shadow banned, but I post at least one real TikTok and tweet every single day, and I have basically no followers, views, likes, or anything. I've started to amass some followers here on Reddit, but literally none of them subscribe to me. I have one subscriber, yay, who found me through Twitter, and Twitter makes makes the most sense to me and is the platform I genuine, genuinely like the best. I didn't start OnlyFans because I want to be an Instagram Reels influencer. 
I really enjoy making OnlyFans content and interacting with fans, but I have zero interest in being an influencer or popular on IG or TikTok. It feels inauthentic to me and just don't personally want to spend a lot of time doing it. I realize it's not bringing me joy and it's making me feel burnt out. I'm trying so hard and putting so, so much consistent effort into these platforms to no return. I feel like um, try to go viral is just not my personality, but I want fans, uh, but I want fans so that I can do the things that I came here to do that I actually like. So does anyone have advice for this? If I focus more on Twitter, could I still have a fair amount of fans? I'm not even aiming for anything crazy or is IG, TikTok, Reddit, angle absolutely necessary? I just want to do OF and not have to make eight TikTok accounts. This topic I could talk about for a long time because I resonate with this a lot. So prior to being on being an OnlyFans model, I was not on the internet. I am not built to be a fucking influencer like naturally at all. Um, and I had immense resistance to creating video content and stuff like that in the beginning um, because it didn't come natural to me at all. And I tried to avoid it as long as I fucking could. But um at the end of the day, I had to, and it is what made me find, you know, the bit of success that I have had. I guess my my take on this would be if you only like Twitter, then sure, lean into that, but don't have expectation of having success like someone who's hitting viral videos on TikTok or Reels all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, what I would say is... Um, yeah, I mean, to basically just go on top of what you just said, it really just comes down to what are your expectations. And like she said in this post, she doesn't really want anything crazy. Yeah, um, if you're okay so if you're, with... If you're just doing it for a hobby and you just want a, you know, a handful of fans, then yeah, Twitter's fine for that. Um, but if you want to you know, do OnlyFans full-time, you know, make a full-time income, then that's a different story. So, and I resonate with this too, because I'm not extroverted. I don't do podcasts. I don't do YouTube videos, but I do. Why? Because it's not optional. If you want to have results, you have to do things that are uncomfortable for you. This was true. Like, even if we go all the way back and, um, if you would have asked me when I was 20 years old, what is the worst occupation? What is the worst job that you can possibly imagine in your entire life? I would have said, oh, door-to-door sales, you know, cold calls, all that stuff. What did I spend a decade of my life doing? Cold calls, door-to-door sales, because um, those are necessary skills that you have to learn to get to a next level or to, you know, acquire those skills because those are the fundamental skills that sort of power everything else you want to do with whether it's your own business, working for someone, doesn't really matter. Those are just necessary skills and they're not optional if you want to have a certain degree of success. 
Well, and to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, I would say that that was one of the best moves that I made was forcing myself to learn how to make that content. And even though like I don't do anything spectacular, um, but there is something to be said for like learning how to get comfortable on camera. And I think that, you know, spending a couple years doing reels and making TikTok videos helped me do that. Like I learned how to flirt with the camera and, you know, be more natural and, you know, wh how, what looks good, you know, what are your angles, how to move your body, yeah, stuff like that. that. It was really valuable. Yeah. And all that not only like helped you be successful on OnlyFans, but like those were the kind of fundamental building blocks to now being on a podcast. Like that's something you probably would have never done before. Oh yeah. If you would have asked me a couple of years, a few years ago, would you have a YouTube channel or whatever? Cause I do like try-ons and you know, I have all these ideas for YouTube now that I'm excited about, but if you would have asked me, hell no, I wouldn't have been on a podcast five years ago. Well, yeah, you just, you just touched on another thing that I think is important to mention, which is even if you can't stand doing something, the process of becoming proficient at it, it will become less miserable. Yeah. So like it, there's actually a certain degree of like when you get good at something, you actually start to enjoy it. I mean, you're not necessarily going to wake up and be like, oh, I can't wait to do this thing. But when you become skilled at a certain thing. Um, it's not quite as miserable. Yeah. You actually start to enjoy the process a little bit. And say, oh, well, what if I do it this way? What if I do it that way? Or, you know, you can start to get creative and rather than just waking up and be like, oh, fuck, I got to do this shit And so again. we're not taking back our original answer. If your expectation is, you know, you're just doing it for fun. But, um, you know, if you're looking to, like, grow your skill sets and eventually, like, make it a bigger thing, then, like, I would maybe, I would definitely buckle down and learn how to be comfortable on camera and stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, any business doesn't matter what business that you, I think that's like one of the worst narratives being peddled nowadays. Like if you listen to any influencer guru, they're going to be just do what you love and the money will come. Just do what you follow your passion. Do okay, what feels good. Okay. Sure. If what to you a love, degree. if what you love also happens to be extremely profitable, then sure. Do what you love. If, your passion is also extremely profitable niche, then sure, do what you're passionate about. But for most of us, the things that we're passionate about or the things that we really enjoy doing don't make money and certainly not online most of the time. So there's yeah. always a component where there might be a small piece of it that you enjoy, but the majority of it is not, you're not going to be all, you know, so passionate. You just can't wait to do like, that's just, that's not real for most people. By the way, if you want to join us in the OnlyFans level up community, that is where I share all of my best secrets and strategies for OnlyFans creators, many of which are hitting really big numbers, as you may have seen from various guests on this podcast. But either way, it's a great place to be if you want to network or learn all of the best secrets and strategies to grow your OnlyFans account. You you can find all of that information with the link down in the description below. But for now, back to the podcast. So this was kind of the main, this was kind of the main topic for this episode because I get a lot of questions about um, does TikTok still work? You know, I can't, I'm not getting views, blah, 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 whatever. And so 
Um, you know, for anybody who follows my content, they know that I'm always preaching personal brand, you know, niche, all this kind of stuff. So this is four uh, TikTok niches that are just really crushing it right now. And hopefully this will help people kind of understand the distinction between what most creators are doing versus what they should be doing uh, when it comes to TikTok. So first we're going to jump into reactions. This is uh, the first one right here. To the men who like watching sport, but not the female version of it. Maybe you don't actually like sport. Maybe you just like watching half-naked men run around playing with balls. No, it's just because female sports aren't entertaining. Ladies, if you want to support women's sports, get your ass up and go to the game. Okay, now, the reason that's such a good strategy, I mean, there's all kinds of, re you know, things that you can create reactions to. But the reason why this is good in particular is because she's basically making the argument from 99% of men's, what men are already thinking when they see stuff like that. So any man that watches this is going to look at this and they're going to be like, oh, you know, she, she really gets me. She, she gets it, you know. And she's going to build the most diehard, loyal fan base, whether what she's, I mean, chances are she doesn't, she, she's saying it purely for tactical and, you know, tactical marketing reasons. Um, but she's very aware of what she's doing. She's very aware that she's speaking from the man's point of view, or at least, you know, the typical man's point of view. But that's who her audience is. She's trying to attract a male viewer. That's my point. So, yeah. That's Very my point. She, so not so not only is she going to get a ton of traffic and fans from men, but these are going to be the most diehard, loyal fans that you can possibly imagine because men just go to bed dreaming about a girl who thinks like that. Well, and to kind of tie this back to our the first thing we talked about, the breastfeeding thing. So this creator is saying things that like are not um you know a lot of w women would not agree with what she's saying at all and she may not even agree with what she's saying but she's trying to attract a male viewer she's willing to say things and piss people off and she's reaping the benefits of that she's willing to do it yes yeah, a so lot of women wouldn't be willing to say a lot of this shit Exactly. She's kind of going against the typical, you know, feminist mold and speaking from the man's point of view, which is going to get her a diehard it's loyal brilliant. fan base from men. And so she's got, you know, just a ton of reactions like that. And um, I'm sure she's just getting a ton of fans from this type of content and the other good thing about this type of content is that it works good on all platforms. Like some types of content, they only work good on TikTok or they only work good on YouTube or whatever. In her case, this type of content works really good on TikTok. It works really good on Instagram, works really good on YouTube. And I would be highly, highly surprised if she's doing anything less than $200,000 per month from, from this type of content. Yeah, she's killing it. 
So good for her. Shout out to uh, Riley May. Okay, the next one here. This is kind of a an undercover niche that um, to me just seems. I mean, it's one of those things that you probably want to actually enjoy it <laughs> to some degree. I love when I stumble upon these uh, ones because I'll be like, oh, look, well, this is so cool. And then I go to their links and I'm like, she has an OnlyFans. She's fucking killing it. Yeah. So let me just look at her. Okay. She's gorgeous to begin with. And then she's like talented. I yeah. want to make some pottery. <laughs> yeah. So I've been seeing more and more pottery uh, TikTok accounts from OnlyFans creators And I think this is just another really good way to go about it. I mean, it's obviously safe for work. The odds of you getting banned for creating like content like this is almost, you know, almost zero, I would say. And, um, you know, it's not going to be super, super viral all the time. But overall, I mean, she's doing really, really well. Well, and she's not like even over sexualizing it at all. Like she's wearing a... Overalls here, totally. She doesn't have like a lot of her body showing at all. She's just gorgeous and making these incredible pieces of pottery. Yeah, so nice. I think that job. undercover is a really good undercover OnlyFans marketing. Smart. Yeah. So pottery. Awesome niche. I mean, obviously it helps if you love doing that because then that is one of those niches that's like do what you're passionate about. And yeah, you can make money if you're passionate about that. I'm going to get a pottery wheel or whatever those are called and I'm going to be fucking terrible at it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I'll keep you posted on that. um, (laughs) I think that's a, a great niche. Okay, so the next one here. Okay, so this one, obviously you have to be a little more on the extroverted side for this. You know guys are like, sit on my face. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm pear-shaped. If I actually sat on your face, I'd break your nose, Steve. So she just has a lot of content like that where she's basically just making jokes, um... Like a lot of them are even like dad jokes. (laughs) That's just like, and, and if you're telling kind of those like dad joke type of things, I mean, you're going to build a pretty dedicated, loyal audience. Like basically, you know, all of these niches, you know, maybe not necessarily pottery, but these types of, of niches, specifically the reaction one are the ones like if a guy's watching your content and thinking, oh, you know, she gets it. She thinks just like I do. Like, he's going to be the most loyal type of fan that you could have. Um, so if she's just making these, like, little dad jokes, that can bring in a lot of those types of, of fans, too. Um, okay, the last one here. This is another one that's um, popular but still, like, really underused, I think, which is, of course... ASMR, but there are certain ways to do it. And the way that she's doing it is just sickening. If you look at the amount of views she's getting on all of her stuff, so 1.5, 300, 400, 1.4, 400, 400, 500, 1.2, 800, like 
every single video is just getting a sickening amount of views. So the way that she does this, if we just look at one. Focus on my finger. Very good. Now what color is this light? Good. And is it the same on this side? Good. And is the brightness on this side the same? You see, I'll do some light triggers for you if you go. So the way, so the way that she's doing this is not like the the standard ASMR. Specifically, the way that this girl does it, where she's doing this kind of like little light uh, light therapy and kind of just like you know, almost like a medical nurse, where you're where she's just like you know, kind of talking you through this. Look at this stuff, like drawn, like ear cleaning, haircut, eye test, all this kind of stuff. And people just love this. So just please please look at my nose. Yeah, there's just a ton of people that absolutely love this type of thing. And the way that she's doing it is <laughs> just consistently every single video. Yeah, she's hitting on every single one. Like most of us would love to have a number like this once per month. Hers, every single video. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I've never seen this girl before. That's interesting. That just goes to show how big the fucking and internet what's, is. What's interesting, though, is I'm seeing a lot of people with a similar style to this doing this, and they're all hitting crazy numbers. Um, not everyone, but a good percentage of people are hitting huge numbers with that type of ASMR. So really good niches that I think are being underused. I think they're all brilliant. I'm not kidding. I, I need to start pottery. I think the pottery one would be cool. And I think you would be, I think you could do. I well think that, that would be really good for me because I need to like kind of sit and be quiet and like do my own thing, like pay tedious attention to something like that's really good for me yeah, and I, think, I just don't do it often enough i think that would be a great hobby for you you could you could get a ton of traffic with it and that would probably perform incredibly well doing tiktok lives i'll keep you guys posted on that not kidding i'm gonna get a pottery wheel so there you have it a few awesome niches there okay um which, by the way, if you guys want to know how I kind of track all of these trends and all these accounts and stuff like that, I'm going to have a link for that down below, which is the tool that I use to basically identify uh, and track all of the best creators and trends and stuff like that. So you guys can check that out if you want. Um, okay. So the next one here... Did we already do this one? No, let's talk about it. That okay. one's interesting. Okay, so this is another Reddit that came up. Um, yeah, so this one is, I thought this was funny, and then I kind of brought it to you, and your answer was a little interesting to me. So this girl writes, um, is it weird my boyfriend doesn't look at my OnlyFans? 
he has his own profile, obviously, so I can tag him in content, but he never goes on it to see my nudes, etc., or asks to see them or even asks anything about my OnlyFans. And I do this full time. Does your partner look at or want to see your nudes? Is this weird? Am I overthinking this? So I brought this to you and I was like, uh, yeah, so she's asking if this is weird that her boyfriend doesn't look at her OnlyFans. You don't look at my OnlyFans. And you were like, yes, I do. Yeah, sometimes. But I do send him, like, you know, when I do shoots or something, I'll send you, like, my favorite picture or, like, clips from the content that I take. Um, So it's not like you... If you weren't going on there on your own, I'm like keeping it from you. Like I show you yeah, the stuff that I like anyways. But then if you scroll down to the comments, um, this girl made a good point just saying like, it's okay. He, it's good to have healthy boundaries. Like, and maybe he wants to just keep you separate from your work, you know, and like, because there is, you know, when you're intimate outside of work, you don't want it to feel performative and such. So like keeping that, like making sure there's a line between the two. Yeah. You know, I think that is important and it's good, but yeah, I I don't think there's anything weird about not looking at it. Because it is just, like, not the same as whatever, real. Right. And then a lot of women in here were like, yeah, mine doesn't look at it either, and I'm glad. My partner knows I do OnlyFans, but he has no interest in seeing or being involved in it. You know, and in general, every, I mean, you kind of have to have a supportive spouse or significant other to do this stuff. So everyone's kind of just saying that, like mine's supportive, but he doesn't look at it or mine uses it to, my husband uses my content to jerk off, which surprises me. That's where I was at. I'm like, dang, it's that good that you, you get me in real life and you want to look at my content. That's, I thought that was sweet. (laughs) Um, yeah, and then a lot of girls agreed with that. Same here. My husband's my biggest fan. Uh, I think it's sweet. I love this. So Yeah, I would say my answer is like basically the same as this Yeah. One. But it, it feels good as the performer or, you know, the creator to know that, you know, you like me just as much in my normal jammies as my Lingerie, you know? Well, jammies are better in my opinion. I mean, I like jammies. So I don't remember how I came across this. I was looking at something. Um, But this one, I'll just read it and then we can. All right. So the thing is, who else hates the fact that OnlyFans is killing adult film industry? The key issue with OnlyFans versus traditional pornography. (laughs) So, all right. So. This guy is basically complaining, and he's saying, I absolutely support the fact that adult performers are using their own platform to make money, but it's killing the viewer experience. Two of my key issues below. 
<laughs> Number one, lack of quality shoots, non-professional. This is the single biggest issue with OnlyFans. Basically, a bunch of low-level camera work versus the incredible camera angles of professional porn companies. Big booties bouncing need multiple angles that would only that only professional shooters know how to implement. Not PO, not POV garbage. Occasionally, you get some semi-pro camera work scenes, but overall, the ratings is horrible. Number two. Girls getting away with softcore content. Tons of, of amazing, tons of amazing uh, would-be porn stars making money now with softcore content. With this OnlyFans platform, they're basically forced to choose between stripping or taking Mandingo. <laughs> now it's rub that clit and make 500 bucks easy for the day. Frustrating because I'm watching this big booty blonde and she's making it off OnlyFans. Uh, but 10 years ago, we would have seen her in a dozen incredible jerk off worthy scenes. Your thoughts? What are your thoughts? <laughs> what a fucking moron. Where should I start? Firstly, frustrating. Like for him to use the word, he's so frustrated. I'm so frustrated because I'm watching this big booty blonde making it off OnlyFans, rubbing her clit for $500. Sounds like you're just salty. You're jealous. You hate that. I only have like two things to say about this. Number one, I just think it's hilarious that somebody took time out of their day to even make this complaint is just I love the frustrating. <laughs> frustrating because I'm watching this big... Shut the fuck up. You have to be kidding. Uh, the ways that people spend their time is just hilarious to me sometimes. Um, yeah, so that's number one. Number two, there's no shortage of of normal porn. Like, like it's like there's never been more professional, you know, what it, the type of porn that he's describing that he wants to see there's no shortage of it yeah it's, babe hit up red like tube porn hub it's still there there's more in the history of the world there's never been more than there is right now so that's hilarious that uh let's he, see yeah he's making it sound like he's being forced to be on OnlyFans. He's being sm he's being choked out with this <laughs> evil bye i dare you to delete your OnlyFans account buying some drinks in real life to get some pussies much more effective and worth your money. Well, <laughs> the, the fact that he took his time out of, out of his day to write this and then people are responding. Fred, like this is why OnlyFans <laughs> and porn sites make money to too many losers throwing money to jerk off to damn screen. I don't know. I don't have anything negative to say about that. I just think it's hilarious that that's how people spend their time. 